Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. Personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 326. Um, the Nerdist TV show is coming back, BBC America, March 30th, Saturday at uh, 10 p.m., I believe. So it'll be a new Doctor Who and then Orphan Black, which is a new series, and then our show. And I I don't, I don't, the guests that we're getting this season are, are kind of freaking me out who's agreed to come on the show. I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it yet, but soon I will. And you'll be like, holy shit, how'd you get all those people? And I'll be like, I don't know, person. But we did. Uh, so the show's going to be really fun. And there's a stand-up element to the show now. So the last the last part of the last little chunk of the show is stand-up. We set up the room so it would be really perfect for a good stand-up set and have some of my favorite comics coming in to perform uh, on each show. So it's going to be like a little uh, variety show kind of thing. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I'm also super excited that we have a new sponsor on the show. And it is the new Tomb Raider, uh, available in stores March 5th. Uh, stores like a Target, for example, would be a place that would have that. But uh, it's uh, available. It's for Xbox, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix. Uh, it's a complete reboot, and Laura Croft is is just it's just kind of a grittier Laura Croft. If you go to Skydart's Twitter page, you can see her profile banner. Uh, she cosplayed as the new Laura Croft last year at Comic Con, or at uh, New York Comic Con, and it was a it was a big big hit. With the with the nerds, so uh, new Tomb Raider coming out. Uh, it's a cool story. Laura gets shipwrecked um, on this island off Japan, and uh, it's just it's basically she's searching for shipwrecked comrades, and uh, and then sort of uncovers the history of the island along the way. But uh, it's got uh, it's got survival gameplay and stealth and melee and range combat and exploration. So uh, the new Tomb Raider, it's a, it's wonderful that they were able to reboot the franchise, and so uh, now uh, March fifth. March 5th that'll come out and for a limited time you can get the uh, it comes with a collectible steelbook and the shantytown multiplayer map so uh, just some cool extra stuff if you act fast so thanks to Tomb Raider for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast which is Ben Hoffman who uh, Jonah knew from working at Current and he's a really funny guy and he has a new show uh, premiering on February 28th on Comedy Central, The Ben Show with Ben Hoffman. And uh, so we brought him on. And it's always kind of fun to see, you know, particularly in Jonah's case, like just people like graduating, like, oh, they used to work at this job together that they hated and they, they, weren't, they weren't getting paid that much. And, and now they both uh, went on to other stuff. And, you know, Ben's got his own show on Comedy Central. And he's a super funny guy. So uh, here we go. The Nerdist Podcast number 326 with Mr. Ben Hoffman. Now entering Nerdist.com. 
Yeah. Can we get these words off the screen? What do you guys have against captioning? Well, on the uh... on my first episode is up now on Comedy Central. It's is that better? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. the top of the mic. It almost has to go in your mouth. Hold on, I'm trying slower. To... Slower. But should I add that I engineered and did all the music on my show? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. That's not a joke. Did you? Yeah. That good? Sounds good, Ben awesome. Hoffman. Thanks, man. Um, what about closed captioning? Why do you hate it? No, no. The the our 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 show just premiered today on Comedy Central before its premiere, and it's set to default to closed captioning, which I find ruins comedy. Oh, when you uh, when you have to read the yeah, like and I've you never can see the words before the joke comes. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of screws it up. Yeah. But it ruins it unless you're deaf. Exactly. In which case, I think it maybe greatly enhances it. It sure does. But what if you're not deaf, of the audience listen, any, any, any deaf people listening to this podcast right now, let us know what you think. Yeah, which, let us know which, which, which version you like better. Oh, that's right. What? It was, no one transcribes this podcast, Some do people they? do, actually. Ooh. Some people, I, I get transcribed. I'm trying to think of anything I've ever said that might be You would bad. not want to see making, uh, making offensive-y, jokey stuff in conversation... Fine. Seeing it in print. Oh, different. Never plays. I bet yeah. podcasts don't read well. They no. do not read well <laughs> at all. For the most part. Yeah, that's true. Just, it's like, everyone's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone laughs at themselves a lot. What's happening? That would just be like reading a podcast would be like, and then he ha 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 ha. La- ha laughs ha, at itself. Laughing. Yeah. yeah. Why are the same five characters in every book I read? <laughs> just talking at each other to yeah. with each other in different locations. <laughs> so Ben Hoffman, let's talk a little bit about your Comedy Central show. It premiered All right, fine. It premiered today, which is this obviously will not air today, but it, it in the very rec- in the very near future it will it, this will go up. So uh, tell people about the show and then we'll talk about you and your hopes and your dreams and where you came from and well, what your favorite my, ice cream. as my old buddy uh, Jonah here knows, um, I uh, the show is me, my life, but it's me. You just follow me in my life. I go on like a journey in a certain episode, like the, the first episode. I go buy a gun, and then the real people in my life that I meet along the way they introduce the sketches. So it is a sketch show. Mm-hmm. But it's also me on the street because in between I'm talking to random stri- and all that stuff is real. Yeah, my dad's in the show. Girls I've asked out on dates who've turned me down are on the show. Yeah, but they, but they agreed to come on television. <laughs> yes, they agreed yeah. to come on television, and it's a gig. Yeah, because they're all wanna be actresses. So does that <laughs> sort of feel like you win in a way, or does it still feel like a when she comes on the show and says, explains how she pushed her, pushed me off of her. And we and I let that air. It's not a win in any no. anyway. <laughs> it's a hindrance, if anything, for the future. Exactly. Yeah. Well, can I tell you the real story about that girl? I'd love this, to. this involves Jonah. So Jonah and I, we've been through some shit together. <laughs> we used to work at Al Jazeera TV. Yes, the pre-Al Jazeera network. Yeah, and uh, so the first time I was ever recognized for being on the show that Jonah and I was working on, this girl walks up to me at a bar, and. Uh, She's like, you're Ben Hoffman. I'm like, yeah. The first time I've ever been recognized by anyone who wasn't, <laughs> who was an attractive person. So, th- so I'm like, fuck. This is, it. this is the group. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> That's why you do TV is to get attractive girls to come yeah. up to you and say hi. So I just, assu- I just assumed she was 
was into you, into me, yeah. like ready to go. This is how groupies work. So I had her over for coffee. All right, not over, but like met her up for coffee. No interest in me at all. But I just assumed she was so nervous because I was so famous <laughs> that she from was, this fifth tier cable channel for the channel that literally they couldn't measure on the dial. Yeah, because the numbers were so low. Well, they were yeah. using a dial as the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Back to that. I, they came in one day. They looked. They go. Either there was something wrong with the numbers, or your show went up a bunch this week. Next, <laughs> cut to next week. Something was wrong with the numbers. <laughs> oh, that sucks, because you get that, like, oh, my God, maybe what we're doing is okay, yeah. and then just take it away. Yeah, yeah. No, they let us know. Just well, like that girl that you went on a date with, yeah. a very parallel experience. It's a very parallel experience. Everything I get is taken away. I did have that happen once where I, I years and years, like 10 years ago, uh, I there was this girl who was on a show on the same channel that I was on, and she, uh, she was like, let's go out to lunch. And I was like, oh, this seems like, okay, yeah, when does a... I mean, that's a, that's a statement. Like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. She started it. And then we went out to lunch, and she was, <laughs> she was, she was very flirty. And then um, went, she went to the bathroom, and, I, and, and, my, and in my own head, I was like, oh, I think this is going well. I think that I, this is crazy. I didn't even have to do anything. Yeah. And then she comes back, and she was like, oh, I just have to go call my boyfriend. And then the rest of it was about her boyfriend. I'm Ooh. like, I don't understand... Why? And then that was it. There was no. There seemed to be no end game whatsoever. Why would you have lunch with anybody if you have a boyfriend? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, not that. I just mean. Uh, no, I'm. No, with, I'm with that's you. That's kind of rude of her. It, it just, it's not. It wasn't rude. I just couldn't figure out. Like, well, then why did you? I mean, guys are dumb. So maybe she just thought, well, this is a nice, funny friend to have. So maybe in her mind, the end game was let's be friends. But there didn't really seem to be any clear like. Did you want to pitch something or did you want to go out? Like there was no, it, and then it was just like, okay, see ya. Like, she liked you for you? That's impossible. I, I am I am unlikable to the core, Jonah Ray. <laughs> Once you peel back the layers, it's just like, oh God, it's just like opening up a sewage tank. I knew the internet was right. <laughs> the internet's always right, I Jonah. Disagree. The internet's always right. Always, always, yeah. always. So, uh, so you go to lunch with this girl. What, what's the part where you? She had to push you off her. No. So then I'm like, I, I, I assume that everything, her shyness and disinterest in me is because of my enormous fame. Mm, of course. I'm all not realize. I mean, yeah. Ben I, from Infomania. Yeah. In the back of my head, I'm, I still realize well, I've been recognized once. Yes. So I know my fame <laughs> is not really that. It's not really catching on. So I'm, I'm like, this girl's a super fan. She's just nervous to be around me. That's why she's not like being really nice. Mm -hmm. She's turns out she's not being nice because I'm boring and annoying and have a bad personality. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm with her. I'm, I agree. So I'm like, let me walk you to your car afterwards. To walk you to a car. And there's and there's no sign to do anything. But in I your just, head, you're like, I'm gonna give it a shot anyway. Well, in my head, I'm like, I gotta tr go for it because. This is her dream. I'm going to make her dreams reality. <laughs> Still, she's going to get to make out with the biggest celebrity in town. Right. Of course, I go in to make out and literally, like, forcefully pushes me off of her. And then, of course, texts me that night, like, you know, really fun hanging out. Great. <laughs> yeah. And then I text her, you know, six months later, like, I have a pilot for Comedy Central. Do you want to be on it? She's like, oh, cool. A gig. Mm, that's really weird. I, yeah. I actually, yeah. I haven't now even... you're married. Yes, I love her. <laughs> I haven't even... I have an even weirder, I have an even weirder, not, not, and I'm not trying to do the rude one-upsmanship, but I do have an oh. even weirder one than that, which was back when I was uh, Peter Hardwick, which was drunk Chris Hardwick back in, I think maybe like 99, 2000, um, there was this bar I used to hang out at all the time, which was near UCLA, which was pathetic because I was 10 years too old to be doing that. The Irish That's bar. beside I the point. I think it's kind of cool. 
Yeah. Uh, I had to sneak in there with a fake ID once. Oh, uh, wasn't that adorable? That was fun. I yeah. got you drunk. Yeah, you did. Oh, remember those days? Good times. No job to get up for the next day. <laughs> Just drinking and eating pizza at 4 a.m. And wondering why the work wasn't falling into my, yeah. my fat yeah. lap. <laughs> and now you got to get up at noon for a podcast. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, I hate it. It's uh, So anyway, so there was this girl who was a uh, bartendress at, uh, at, this, at this bar that I used to hang out with all the time. And... I, we didn't ever get along really, but then one night we sort of hit it off and then she was like, let's go, let's go bowling. And I'm like, okay. So we go bowling. We go down to Bayshore Lanes on Pico. It was her that she instigated it. Ooh. Then we, uh, and then we were, are going to continue the hangout after bowling. So she comes over to my apartment. She's like, do you have any sweats I can wear? And I'm like, sure. So she puts on sweats. We get into bed. And then I go to, nothing's happened at this point. I go to try to kiss nothing's her. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. But I'm saying that that's, a, to me, that's a lot that has happened. That, yeah. Yes. I mean, nothing, but, but we still, there's no, no, yeah. no, no touching or fluids have been exchanged uh, on any front and, or back. And so she, uh, I go to kiss her. She, meanwhile, she's in my, t- like a t-shirt of mine and sweats in my bed. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, whoa, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, what, what, uh, what do you mean? She was like, I have a boyfriend. And I'm like, why? Ooh, why does why he are know you, what you're doing and where you, you are? And she's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I said, for, I, I, as nearly as I can figure, she had some sort of a falling out or something with her boyfriend and needed a place. Just not just needed a place. I think just needed an emotional place. Like uh, it reassure. I don't know. I think she just needed to know, like, I can still do this. Ugh. And so nothing happened. And she ended up keeping a shirt that I really loved. That was um. it. That was the strangest. That's pretty strange. I mean, that's taking it to the next level. Yeah, that's a bit far. Getting into bed, wearing your clothes. Sweats, known for being able to be taken off easily. I'm very respectful. I was like, well, do you want- your sweats. You know your way around them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My you know balls the have been in is. there. You know the yeah. trick. Don't pull too hard. You haven't knotted one side. <laughs> yeah. Don't be- get the. Don't take the string out. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Which is something I, I like to say to girls a lot. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. Oh, it's I'm not sorry. fun anymore. Oh, I'm I said, sorry. don't take the string out. Something I like to say to girls a lot. It's oh. not a good. No, there was there no, was good. I'm sorry, I, it was a bad uh, joke. I was giving it up for the guest, and I no. you should you should give it up for the you guest. You know what it is? Two killer jokes at the same time. <laughs> I mean, this is what happens when you have a tornado and an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> Can we put one in the left ear, one in the right? <laughs> you gotta pay attention. Yeah. To, yeah. We'll separate them like the and you pan it, whichever like one the you Beatles. Want. We'll yeah. separate them yeah. like the Beatles. Yeah, exactly. We got the Beatles and the Stones playing at the same time. Um, yeah. But uh, but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would make me angry. And, and then yeah. and then and I was like, well, do you want me to go sleep on the couch then? I don't. And then she was like, no. And then she kind of like snuggled up. Uh, I, I just didn't know, and, and so I just kind of laid. I laid sort of like a like a beef eater doll, just like arms at my side all night. Yeah. Like I don't know what's acceptable. I wonder if that's like she got up and left the next if morning. That's her thing though. Like you know, like her boyfriend is like, oh, she did it again. Met a guy, went back, put on. I didn't do anything. Uh, yeah, I just slept in his clothes yeah. in his bed. It's the difference, like she's bungee jumping, where the guy, the boyfriend, thinks she's skydiving. You know, <laughs> it's all safe. Oh, okay, Nothing yeah. Wrong, yeah. yeah. Well, but a parachute could be analogous to a bungee. I mean, a parachuting still safe. safe. Bungee sounds like sex to me, man. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. It's the boing sound. Okay, it's the uh, it's the fake. It's doing the the fake air tank uh, skydiving yep. exercise. Yeah. As opposed to a real skydiving. I would say this was like an emotional bungee jump, where I thought I might be going in. I'm not going in. So you're the one doing the bungee. Yep. I really want to bring it back to bungee jumping. Yep. Here's my possible. metaphor. And she is a creek. Her. Her boyfriend thinks she's fucking, but she's not. 
That's a good metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> do I have the word? Do I have the word metaphor right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I think I may have gone. Through. It's yeah. like when. <laughs> Her boyfriend. Yeah, I know. Wonder what ever happened to that girl. Oh, that was a long time ago. Probably got kids now. Probably got a probably got a bunch of guys that um, didn't touch her. She, she's probably <laughs> got a lot of sweats by now. She must yeah, have yeah. a ton. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, she has a she's collecting sweat sweats. Museum. Oh, she owns Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> she just took all the old sweats and yeah. put Juicy letters. She's on also them. hanging out. Like, do you have any iron on letters? She was just getting everything ready. Yep, that's it. Building her empire. Yeah. Uh, sexless sleeping your way to a, a, a new business. And but Ben, works. we're not here to talk about how I almost hooked up with a girl and puzzlingly we didn't. Don't, we, didn't, we don't know that, but I'm happy to do that. What's, uh, when, when did you, so your Comedy Central show, how many episodes did you do? Did you do like 10 episodes? Eight. You did eight episodes. They offered 10. I said, no way. <laughs> I got eight in me. I said, eight. I got eight. Please, no season two. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm out of ideas. I was out of ideas after episode. No, I, I am psyched that the, to me, the audience will f- decide later. To me, it gets better as it goes along. Yeah. Which so why don't you is, shuffle them around then? See, that's the thing. They, I, the whole point was to start them off strong. But we're in a different position than a lot of shows. This is not going to be like a giant, like everyone tune in week one. This is going to be a slow build because I'm an unknown quantity over there. Um, this other guy, Nathan Fielder, has a show after ours. <laughs> also really funny. So it kind of needs to all be all killer, no filler, as ACDC used to say. Yeah. Boy, they sure were talking about the internet. Yeah. Exactly. And, and programming and television. They were mm-hmm. talking about my show. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's going to take, it might take eight weeks for people to find the show because it's not going to be, you know, I mean, I'm doing like Kimmel and Conan and that kind of stuff, but it's not going to be like a giant juggernaut of advertising. Like, you're going to have to find the show. So I like the fact that it's all kind of spread out. Well, you don't know that. I mean, you know, I think uh, Key and Peele started off, you know, like they built they built gradually, and that and that got huge because... Tosh started real small, too. Tosh started small, but Key and Peele actually, their first week numbers were enormous. Well, I take that back then. Yeah, no, they, they got a, like a season two pickup, I think, like the next day. Yeah, I don't know what I'm. T- I don't like know that. what I'm talking about. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't mean to correct you, but but you I, should correct me with truth. But I've learned more about ratings these past seventy-two hours than I've ever known. In my Isn't life. it great? Yeah, it's great <laughs> stuff. It's really nice to be able to quantify your worth by how much. People, I mean, that's all we do now. It's what are the download numbers? How many views did it get? How many yeah. subscribers oh, did we get? What are the you, ratings? You have that stuff too. Well, huh? yeah, because you know what's interesting is that. There really should be th- some three-dimensional number that tracks, you know, because I, I don't think, like, community, for instance, I don't think communities, Nielsen television ratings are a fair representation of what the cultural impact of that show is. When you when you look at, you know, who's watching it on Hulu and, and social media. In years to come on cable and... Yeah. Know, Television's right. one number, and it doesn't, it doesn't paint the whole picture, particularly for... You know, for a lot of Comedy Central's audience, which I imagine is a substantial number under 25, who probably watches a lot of things online. Yeah, yeah. and there's no way to... Fi- and I think they're still figuring out the DVR ratings. DVR ratings don't yeah. count. It's the fucking dorm room cra- ratings. One TV, bunch of dudes watching that TV. That's true, actually, because it's weird. To, I always, Do you, you guys find this weird? Maybe it's just because we're a little older, but all this, like, we need the college kids watching, the college kids watching. I don't think there was a time in my life where I watched less TV than college. None of my. I didn't watch any. I didn't go, but during college age, I mean, I, I couldn't afford cable. I didn't really watch TV. I, I was out. My do- 
dorm did not have a TV. We didn't have watch any. Not only that, but yeah. it's a pretty big audience that's not in college. Yeah. Pretty big audience that's over 22. Pretty big. Yeah. With a lot more money to spend. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the it's like the people who are who are skipping school or actually getting jobs are the people who are watching yeah. TV. Like, and who has less money than a kid in college? Yeah. You know, it's no money you at can all. advertise that car. Well, a lot of third world it. countries yeah. have less money than kids in an American college. Here we go. What? I'm just saying, Joe. Yeah, t- we said we're going to talk the truth. He gave you the truth. <laughs> what's uh, what's T.J. Miller's uh, real juice? Drink it up. Real juice. Drink it up. Um, so I've got, a, oh, I've got like a like a hot girl laugh thanks to like a, a, a little uh, bug. I've I'm not. What's a hot like a party girl voice? Well, no, I just like when I laugh. I'm not gonna like, sleep with you. <laughs> Like oh, that, yeah, yeah. Like a little raspy thing. Is yeah. that a hot girl laugh, or, or, or is that girl. like a, a... That's a party girl laugh. Yeah. Well, to me, hot women are 90 and over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what I meant to say. Um, so, yeah, Ben and I worked at Current TV, which is now owned by Al Jazeera. Yep. And uh, I can't think of a more miserable time in my TV career. It was pretty... Aw- like I had to talk you out of leaving there. We talk- Yeah, you did. I, I talked Joan out of leaving there to come yeah, to I, I, I was having the conversations with him on the other side, like pushing yeah. him out, like, get yeah. the fuck out of well, here. Well, it's because it was me, Ben, and our friend Alex, who also worked at Current, and we were, it would be the three of us and sometimes maybe Dan, uh, that would, like, every day we'd leave the offices and go eat at Daphne's next to Target in West Hollywood. That was our joy. That was our joy. Bogo. What was so brutal about it? We had, so we had them it. bogos. It, you know what it was? Looking back on it, in fairness... It was almost like film school that I got that you get paid for because yeah. I did learn how to make TV there. I will say that I learned how to make bad TV. <laughs> a lot yeah. of it was on me claiming, just complaining that I was way be- too, well, I was too good for this, and they don't understand my talent. Well, that's well, that's all we would go and talk about. We would just go like it's like you know our bosses don't fucking understand these guys are just fucking jocks or college guys that just no don't know comedy. It's like you know like. We, like, that's the thing I would always bring up. I was like, like, you know, Ben and I were like, we were in the trenches. We've performed live comedy. We've been with, you know, comedy is like our directional, like that's where we came from to do this. And to have some guy that fucking played soccer uh, for his entire life, then started running the fucking TV show that we were working on be like, I don't know if it's funny. The comedy no, you show. want it because you're not smart or funny. You don't <laughs> yeah, get well, it. You got to be on stage. I, I don't do stand up. I performed obviously a lot of sketch and stuff, but like. You have to be on stage and hear silence from the audience while you're trying to be funny, or you can't get anywhere. Like, you yeah. have to have heard that silence. And we were just getting a lot of notes from just exec. Ma- mainly, they also want us to have this, like, political angle, you know, because it was Everything had to have a, like, yeah. And I have, I have no political, I'm not a political comedian. I don't do any of this. Of course, an outsider would say, why didn't you just quit? Which is what <laughs> you're about to say, and what you helped Jonah do. But, yeah. like... At the time, there was no other gig. Like, one, I remember one time being at Daphne's with you guys. I don't know, Joan, if you remember this, but I was like, listen, just out of nowhere, I go, listen, we're making livings. We're on TV. (laughs) We can pay our bills. This is good. This is positive. And so, and, and Dan's like, I'm getting this on iPhone. He films me saying, because he never heard me say anything positive in my life. And every time for the next week, he's like, "I'm just gonna play this every time." <laughs> so I had to watch that video like eight thousand times. And then yeah. I was just like, "Just erase the fucking thing." Yeah. I know I was talking shit. I just had like a, 
I just chugged a Diet Coke, maybe. It was caffeine <laughs> in the brain or something, maybe. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was it was like watching the other uh, Douglas Quaid at the end, <laughs> when he comes on the screen at the end of uh, the uh, Total Recall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where before his memory was wiped. Yeah. He's like, oh, who it's is another, that guy? Another, That's yeah. exactly what I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Except yours was the po- the polarity reverse. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. I don't want to be the positive yeah. guy. But there was a lot of guilt that we had because because of the fact that we were like, you know, we're on TV, we're making, you know, shows, we're making a living. But, um, it, it, but it, it, it wasn't what any of us it wanted. Is, it is hard. And I know some people could say, like, well, shut up, you have a job. But if the whole purpose of your existence is to you know, uh, is, is a creative endeavor and you have stuff that you really want to do and someone else who doesn't really care about it that much is keeping you from doing that. It is, it's kind of a bummer. And we were, we felt trapped because we were like, I don't, I mean, not like I have something to say, but like, I can be funny. I can do this in my head. I'm thinking I can do this and nobody's watching it. No, nothing's happening with it. I can't leave because it's a full-time gig. You know, yeah. it's like too scary. Every That's week. why I had so much respect for Jonah. That's why when you took him away, I was like, you know, fucking take me with... Like, how do you yeah. do this? Yeah, take but me anyway, with but, you. But it was... Because right after that is when I got the job offer to write on uh, Norm's sports show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, finally, just to be in the game, you know, just to be part of... like, You know, like I walk in the office of the sports show and I go, uh, you know, the other guys in the office... He goes, hi, I'm Steve O'Donnell. I'm like, Steve O'Donnell? Like the head writer of Letterman for 15 years, Steve O'Donnell? The guy who came up with the top 10 list, Steve O'Donnell? He's like, yeah, 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 nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I obviously know I'm nowhere near as funny as Steve O'Donnell, but just to be in a room with these people, it, like, changes everything. It's yeah, all of a sudden this, it, it so, makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. Yes, and it was very validating, but I do wish, looking back on it, I had enjoyed I was going to say my time at current, but I should have just said I wish I'd enjoyed my life. But that's <laughs> yeah. But a one little. But it's you know like I, I can under and and part of the reason I imagine it's great to have your own show now is that uh, it's you know I'm fine if I try jokes and they're mine and they fail I can deal with that. But if someone else tells me what to do and I have to do it, and then it fails, it's just like, it's like your dad writing your stand-up jokes for you, and be like, you have to do this, and you go out there, and you're like, I'm sorry, I know you think this is me, but this isn't coming from me, <laughs> but I don't have a choice. But, you, and you, but you've done a lot, you just did a pilot for comedy. Central, I did, right? yeah. But the, the execs there, and I hate to be this guy, but they've been fucking great. They were great with me, too. They're awesome, and they're, they're really big on not like, this is what you have to do, this is what you don't have. Like, the show that I made, is the show I want? There's no, there's not a compromise in the show. I had the exact. It is my show, and they are letting me do exactly what I want. The notes they gave me, again, I, I sound like a douche saying it. There were good notes. Yeah. They helped the show, and I took the notes, not because, not to be nice, because they were notes that made the show funnier. Yeah. Comedy Central is really is Comedy Central is a really good place to work right now. And I say this, I don't know if they're going to pick up my show, and if they don't pick up my show, they're I would still... Show. I, pick up your show. I don't know if they're going to pick up my show. They would still say the same exact... I mean, I would still say the same exact thing, which is, there. there's kind of a renaissance. A comedy, like, they're That's going out to yeah. the... You know, to you and Jeselnik and uh, and Nick Kroll and all these yeah. people and just saying, like, you know, what would you want to do with the show? And letting you guys do it, which is what... A fucking network should do. Totally. And I ran into Nick a while ago, and he's just like, yeah, it's just so awesome with you and me and, you know, Nathan and Jesselnick and Amy, all these people just like, they just made a decision, like, let's 
try to make some good, find some funny people and, and yeah. let them do the show they want to do. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, it does. But it's it's their voice. I mean, there's there's nothing. If you don't like my show, I had no chance. Like, the, it's all me. Like, it's yeah. all my personality. I'm leaving nothing on the table on the show. Like, there's nothing else I can give you. If, if you, you just, it comes down to whether you like it or not. But there's no compromises made as far as, like, see, I told him that wouldn't have worked. I told him this one. Like, I'm completely, and they're happy about it, too. That's the best part. Yeah. Is that they're as psyched about the show as I am. Well, more, probably more psyched about this show than I am. Well, I always, I mean, I, I always think it's a good idea to sort of pick your battles on a show so that you're not the... Totally. You're not I, always You're not always upset. the guy. Put, like, some people just love to push back no matter what. And anything a network says, they're like, you fucking tell them. And I'm like, listen... Some things aren't that important. If they think the set should be wider, or if they think I'm like, fine, I don't fucking care, you know. Just like, it, but it never got to a point where I had to pick a battle. Right? Like, I just That's didn't have to. Like, just didn't have to pick it. I, it's, it's weird you said that because my whole thing was like, listen, I got to pick my battles. I got to pick my battles. I lock sound tomorrow, and I never picked the battle. Like, <laughs> like I always was waiting for the one big battle to fight. Yeah, and we're. We're done tomorrow night, and I never did. Like I saved it all up for nothing. There was no yeah. big battle. Maybe just deliver it, and just for no reason, just go and fuck you. Yeah. Like just for no reason. <laughs> but now you're a guy that was like fun to work. Like they're probably like that was a good working experience. Well, with that them. was my big thing too. Is like make sure the show's cheap, cheap. Make sure it's easy and make fun. Sure not, make sure it's fun. It was fun for everyone but me because I'm driving myself crazy. But. Yeah, make it an easy experience. Don't be a fucking pain in the ass. You don't have to be. There's no. You don't have to be a pain in the ass. And I, I hate, I hate drama on shows because there. It's it's such a pain in the ass to pitch a show, get a show picked up, get it into production, get it on the air. It's just like, can we just fucking enjoy the fact that this has happened and not try to ruin it? Exactly. I, they they sent me a right after our wrap. They sent me like some gifts, and I I came home and there was like these gifts at my door. I'm like. Why would they buy me gifts? Like, I don't understand. Like, I thought they they did me a favor. They gave me a show. I'm like, wait a second. Oh, yeah, we're in business together. They want the show to do first, well. Yeah. First, what's second? I thought you meant animated gifts. Like, really? I was like, they sent him animated <laughs> gifts of, like, internet, thumbs YouTube. up. Or... <laughs> yeah, it just says, good job, good job, good job. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, I... I uh, it's, just, it's just weird for me. Like, I didn't even... Sometimes forget that it's not... They're not doing this to... They're doing it for the same reasons you're doing it. They want to hit show. Yeah. Like, they're not like, no, my parents didn't call up and make them make do the show. They're yeah. in Kentucky. They have no, they have no option. I do. I mean, I, I guess I, like, the idea of a hit show is, is of course, I like, why wouldn't I want that? But, but for me, I really just want a show that sustains itself that is fun, you yeah. know, like, and so, and if it's not, you know, if it's not like the fucking biggest show on cable, I'm I'm fine with that. I just want it to be fun and and have enough people watch it that we can keep making stuff that we like. Totally, and that that was our thing too. Is like we had a scene that was actually I won't bring it up, but that was cut from the show, which I didn't argue about. It just again, I'm not gonna bring it up, but it, it was let's just say it was shot before Newtown, mm -hmm. and because of events, we couldn't air it, and I had no arguments. And they're like, you yeah, know, maybe we'll air it, you know, season two. I mean, obviously, they can't make that decision right now. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm like I'm totally cool with like with not with saving stuff for other seasons going for the maybe season 3 is the has the breakout sketch in it. I don't know. As long as I can sustain it enough and make them a profit until then keep the on my end I can keep it cheap. You know, that's one thing you can do, but you know, it doesn't have to be 
you can be successful in television, especially nowadays, without having to be like the biggest show on cable. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no room for everything. Well, yeah, it's it's there's a different programming philosophy now and then in the in the old days of television it was like this has to 20 million people have to watch this or it's getting the fuck off and now I think people are realizing it's sort of an expanded version of the thousand true fans story where it's like you can you know you can still have and by the way several hundred thousand people watching a show is still a lot of people it's a lot of people yeah. particularly now well Louie I think someone told me gets a less than half a million per show and that's a who do, everyone I know loves Louie and watches you yeah. know it's like that's a successful show. Yeah, well, Conan's show gets like a little less than a million per show. Yeah. And it's like still, it's doing fine. Because, yeah. there, because there are shows that, again, this is the idea of, of, of depending too much on that number, which I understand they have to do because television really is driven by advertising. So they have to be able to go into, they have to be able to go to a sponsor and say, they, they can't say, but look at the cultural penetration the show has. They have to say, these are the numbers that this show has. But that's when your thing comes back into play when they're like, Listen, the numbers don't add up this and that, but the dude was a pain in the ass. The show was expensive. He was fucking annoying. He battled with us all the time. Then we can show him the numbers and say, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But if they're cool and they, you know, they'll work with you with the low numbers, if you're fun and easy to work with, yeah. it's, not, it's not really rocket science. But Louie's show is worth way more than whatever that half a million viewer or whatever the number is. Because, but because it, I mean, when you look at, yeah, I don't know what the exact numbers on the show is, but I, but I, but it's not like ten million people. Exactly. But it's but it's it's such an amazing show that it's penetrated the culture, and everyone is aware of it. And what happens too is the next Louis wants to go to FX and make his show because they see that Louis can make Louis there, and it's it brings business in. You know, yeah, like people want to make their shows now it's for the, epic, you know. It's what we were saying earlier, is it's the prestige of having it there. Like, you know, when uh, we were saying, like, major record labels, uh, like, you know, they'll have Sonic Youth on or uh, Built to Spill. Now, these aren't going to be on the charts. You know, these aren't going to be top in the charts, but they're there kind of as a prestige. Is like It's like, you know, we do still have good quality talent that doesn't get the numbers. Yeah. You know, they just, they have them there, and that's kind of what, like, Louis is. Or, you know, some, like, like Mad Men has good numbers, but it's like you know, and Breaking Bad. Our, our old current offices. Oh, that's right. When you guys moved over there, yeah, I was gone I'll tell before you, then. When we're uh, when you're depressed about your gig and you walk downstairs and you see John Hamm walk by in his Mad Men outfit, it doesn't help. No, nah, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that show's a little better than me standing in front of a green screen talking about an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> were, were, those, those, were, were you in those studios downtown? Is that where you guys? The Nagatomi yeah, yeah, yeah. building or whatever. Well, there, it's, there's, there's no, it's Los Angeles Center Studios. They, yeah, I don't know if they're still there, but they were at Los Angeles Center Studios. And the fa and I the inc still there. the yeah. incredible thing about about that place is that um, the original Sterling Cooper offices, all of the offices there look like that because it's a really old facility. But the weird time warpy thing is the Sterling Cooper, the original Sterling Cooper offices. They did them all up and repainted everything. But the rest of the offices in that in that complex were like that, but then run down by forty years. Yeah, you know, so the so they entrance, can do some flash forwards. Entrance is the entrance to the building too. Oh, it is when you walk in. Yeah, so yeah, you can you, you notice it when you. I'm walk sure. In. I think that's the Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard. Was no, that Nakatomi no, Plaza? No, no, no. no. It's not Nakatomi Plaza. I thought was that's Century City. I think it was in Century City. Oh, I don't know. The internet's correcting us right now. 
Jonah, come on, man. Old pals, come all the way out of here. You embarrassing me with this Nakatomi shit. How did you pick that? We should look it up, though, just in case I'm right. We'll figure it out later. How did you... We're never going to figure it out. How did you... How could we, Jonah? What would you... There's someone just sitting there. Come on. You forgot your phone, Kyle? How are you alive? That's projecting. What By if your way, car breaks down? What that's if projecting. you that's need projecting. to yelp something <laughs> and then tweet about it? Can I ask a question? So yeah. I'm here, the Nerdist, the head of technology. There's a guy in the corner with a white notepad and a pen. Like, I haven't seen anybody taking actual notes. And Like, shouldn't that be a MacBook Air or something? He works analog. He works analog. Yeah. All and right. then everything, everything if you approve of it. Everything it's gets quiet. turned Chris digital. doesn't like the clickety clack. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Drives him crazy. See, that makes sense. There's an answer. That's it's an digital answer. in the sense that he's using his fingers to write letters. Yeah, but he's. Oh. But he's guy, wearing an awesome ground control shirt. This Portland. looks like a guy. He looks like he's more at home with that phone in his hand, though. Yeah. You do seem slightly yeah. more complete. I, I, you I, came I, to life. I was halfway here when I realized it was gone, and almost thought of like, well, I'll be late, but I'll be safe because I'll have my phone. Mm-hmm. He's just staring at that pad, waiting for a text to appear. That's the thing, without having your phone. I saw you waiting outside. How do you wait without a phone? I forgot how to wait. Well, in the old days, Jonah, if you said you were going to meet someone somewhere and you they didn't show up, you just never saw that person yeah. again. I just do. Do I? Paul met John. That one seemed to work out. Yeah, that meant, yeah. <laughs> I just would assume everyone died in a car wreck on the way over. Just mm -hmm. like they're not here. They must have died. Yep. So they didn't call. Yeah. How did you pitch your show to Comedy Central? Did they see you in something, or did you? Well, yeah, I was I was working on Norm, and they really were really happy with my writing on Norm's show. And then I wrote on a bunch of their pilots, and they kind of let me know, like, if you ever have a show to pitch, like, let us know. The door was open, not like we'll make a show, but so I pitched this show, and uh, they gave us I, I think I'm not even allowed to say the number, but a number. So low, you wouldn't even know you could make television for this low. Mm -hmm. I go, I'll make it for this. I'll make you a full pilot for this l ridiculously low amount of money. And I turned it in, and the, it was, I mean, it's like X rated. Like it was the craziest thing I'd ever <laughs> seen. I had a barbershop quartet count down the uh, top internet porn videos of the week. Mm -hmm. you, that's a good way to get blackballed out of the barbershop quartet community <laughs> really fast. I'm really sorry. Did we were able to make amends? One finally, one finally said, no. No, I haven't. There, a lot of people are pissed off, but this group is really great. They, they're in the show. Um, uh, I mean, just a lot of. Cra and I didn't. I'm, I was like probably the same thing as you. Like I've seen a lot of my friends make pilots, and I could see them kind of like trying to make what they think the network will like. Oh, that's they think. such a tough because you can never predict them. And we think other shows that it looks like. And I go. I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna make the, a pilot that in ten years when I'm going to be hanging out at my house and my friends are going to be drunk and they're going to say, dude, didn't you make a pilot for Comedy Central 10 years ago? And we're going to turn it on and they're all going to start cracking up like, I can't believe you turned this into an actual <laughs> You fucking idiot. Can anyone see the pilot anywhere? Yes, well, it's airing as episode four. It, it's so dirty that they said they can't air it for the as the first episode. Because they don't want it, they probably don't want it to be reviewed as like, this is the... F exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah. But they are airing it as, I mean, it'd be heavily... Oh, here's another cool thing that I just found out about. This is my first plug but the uh they're they rarely do this they're gonna air versions of my show completely unbleeped after 1 a.m oh, oh that's really cool awesome that's great and they don't usually like which is cost money too because i gotta get we gotta outlay two versions of the show you know yep. unbleeped so it costs us money but so like after one i don't know when it's gonna air but like you can watch it with fuck and shit and 
I mean, I don't know exactly what Dick. I said. What? Dick. Dick is in there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of dick. But. Well, butthole. Ooh. I mean, but I think you can air. Yeah. I'm finding. I found out what you can't say. It's kind of interesting. You can say. You can call someone an asshole, but you can't refer to someone's asshole. You can't say. I think it's. I think it's. No, you, you're right. If you're you right. say like yeah. that asshole has a tight asshole, like you'd have to. You'd have when to bleep the second one. Say, man, you're a dick. Right. You can't yeah. say suck my dick. You yeah. cannot say suck my dick. When I when I did a live at Gotham, I had the word glory hole in there, and like they said, you can't say glory hole. We're gonna have to beep glory. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, then it just seems like I'm saying asshole. Then the whole joke is messed up. And I say, can I say hole of glory? And they're like, yeah, you could say that. And then actually meant it to get got a better laugh because I said that. Yeah. Sometimes there, there are clever. See, I tried to, as the show was going, sometimes try to get find clever ways around bad words. <laughs> That sometimes get me like I'm. I'll say like dingaling or something. Yeah. Or like poo hole or whatever that I think is clean, mm-hmm. which will actually are actually words you can't. I found out later you can't say, <laughs> which they'll bleep, which sounds like the dirty word. So I should have just said the dirty word. Anyway, it's a it's it's a it's a weird. There's a weird gray area which depends on uh, because cable is not regulated like broadcast. Yeah, there's, a, there's it's a, it's a. There's no kind of rhyme or reason. It's mean, sponsorship regulated. Yeah. So it's sponsorship regulated in the sense that there's an S&P, there's a standards and practices guy who will look at stuff and go, well, in my experience, you probably, I mean, there are some the obvious ones, but there, you probably can't say that because that will upset the sponsor. And if someone writes in and complains, like they, you know. And there's a the whole thing, too, where they're like, you know, you can say f- shit, but it's n- you won't get your TV 14 rating. You're contracted to make a TV 14 show. And if it's TVMA, which is the next rating above it, you can't we, we can't legally air it before ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want those daytime re-airings, which is you know what kind of helps the show out. So you want to put the bleeps in, but it's, 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 it's this whole thing. It's it's kind of self-regulated, because you're saying too. But there is some I, I don't know if they who rates it. Like, is, do they rate themselves? I don't know. It must be an independent thing because that that TV fourteen thing at the you know that thing at the yeah yeah of course that blocks the person's face who's yeah talking for a good the ten of, fifteen seconds yeah. yeah where you're trying to figure out who's talking yeah um, yeah I think I don't it must be a like a like the MPAA type of thing for television that does it yeah know. but I know I've gotten on the wrong side of it quite a few times some dude I just recognized from E walked by who was it I don't know but I it was a uh, he gives he gives gossip. Ooh, sweet gossip. Yeah. Mm. So what's gonna happen? Because they literally can just pick up the show whenever they feel like it. It could air once and they pick it up, or it could at the end of the season they could yeah, pick it up weird. later. And they could and literally, so... they could call. I could. There could be a, a message waiting on my phone right now saying, "We love it. When can you get season two? They could wait till contractually my last five minutes on my contract runs out and say, "Sure, let's do." It. I mean, th- th- there's. There's no way. I mean, like I said, I don't. We're not expecting huge, giant first night numbers, mm-hmm. first week, first couple week numbers. I think it's going to take a build, but yeah, they can pick it up or not pick it up at any at any time. I mean, I personally, because of who I am, I like low expectations because I I don't want to have to hit those, you know, those South Park numbers. Is it going to freak you out if you end up with a hit show and then do? Because you sort of come from that background, like, is it going to freak you out if something's really well? I, I mean, I can't even imagine it. I mean, that's why I get. I guess the answer is yes, then, because I can't even fathom the idea of anything I've, I ever do, 
being successful. Lee- because you have the look, Ben, of a very successful showrunner. Nice jacket and a sports hat. Yeah, well, the, by the way, this is, this is, this is all wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you, when you have a TV show, I don't know if the audience knows this, but they buy your wardrobe. Someone like me, I'm wearing this shit the rest of... I'm wearing this for three years. They wouldn't let me like, keep mine when I did my Comedy Central pilot. They said, we got to take it and box it up and put it in... They, make, uh, yeah. I made a... I ran off with... I just. Th- I stole some shoes and, uh, and, a, and, a, and some jeans. Yeah. These jeans are expensive, man. Yeah, they give you really expensive jeans. Yeah, I'm like, well, I could have done with half the price of these jeans. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't know the answer. I mean, I just... The idea that anyone will watch it is fucking crazy to me. But that's why you do it for someone like Comedy Central is the zero isn't... I mean, there's no, it's no current. It's not like... I think we air, we'll be after like a Tosh rerun or something like that. Somebody's going to be watching. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's going to be even a low number. Again, we neither, we've decided neither of us understand numbers. That low number is going to be a bigger number than I've ever seen. So it's going yeah. to be pretty crazy to see. And then, of course, I'm, you know, I'm going to wake up and there's going to be Dude, love your show, and then your show fucking sucks. Fuck you, like all that stuff, which I'm totally, yeah. I'm used to. I've, that's what we've been through, right? I know about that. Usually, because in the old days, I'd write back and agree with the person. <laughs> I just love the idea that they could call you and go, seven hundred thousand people watched your show, and you go, oh my god, and they're like, that's not enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but that's a lot of people. Seven, yeah, two hundred thousand viewers. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Who like, would have ever thought? Where's the party? No, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no it's you're a in big fucking tr- trouble. <laughs> you took I? this network down, and like they didn't. People did not watch the Daily Show last night because your show was <laughs> so, so bad. Yeah. Like, oh, John so Stewart upset. wants to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Oh, cool. I get to meet John Stewart. <laughs> no, you're not listening, Ben. You don't yeah. understand. Oh, badass. That's a, yeah. that's a trip to New York, first class. <laughs> yes, contractually, that's true, but it's not going to be good when you get here. Oh, dude. But he's like, I'll get to touch. Like, make sure you wash his hands. I'm a little germaphobic, but yeah, it sounds You guys going to put me up? <laughs> yes. Fucking yeah. You're not yeah. hearing all of the negative. B- big news. About to meet John Stewart. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't fucking know. I like, I hate to be that guy, but like once I saw, once I saw the first two versions of the first two episodes, I'm like, holy shit, this show works and it's the show I wanted to make. Like, I don't know. Like I've never had, I'm talking about that kind of success. Like I've never made anything good really before. (laughs) Like this is very weird. Like, cause I was waiting to get depressed after like. Because there's so many moving parts to the show, as when you as you'll see, but that it all works together as I'd planned. Like I've never ha- planned out a show that much of anything planned out anything that like worked and like all the pieces fit together and like the show works and the networks set. Like who the fuck am I? Who's my enemy now? Yeah, <laughs> Joan and I at, at lunch, fucking screaming about our bosses and all yeah. these pieces of shit. Like I gotta find someone to yell at. Well, that's why I always wonder how. That's when you get political. Like people yeah. with the people with sort of a punk background, where it's like, yeah, I'm always coming up against the machine, fuck the machine, and all of a sudden, it's working, and then you, you sort of become the machine, and then what do you? I know. Well, I, I mean, I kind of grew up with that music too, so I like it's kind of that thing. I'm kind of dealing with that now. Like as we were saying before, I get along with the network really well, so like, oh, it's so gotta feel they're weird. not the enemy. Fucking Viacom, man, they own the <laughs> network. Like, no, the guys at Viacom like it too. It's like, oh, great. So who's next? My, fuck, <laughs> my fucking EP. No, you're the EP, and Mike, your buddy's the other EP, and you like him. All right. 
my managers, those fucking assholes. He's like, they got you the show. It's like, just someone, just, just, just throw someone. It's like, a still sacrifice. just the old bosses at current. You could just still hold on well, to I, that. Trust me, give me a month. I'll, I'll find. Some. No, what <laughs> you need to do is you need to have your own Kyle that you that will just absorb all of that tangential rage and Kyle, you uh, fucking asshole. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking hate Kyle. That stupid idiot. <laughs> I hate him too because he did find out that it's Fox Plaza in Century City, which was the oh, location really? for Nakatomi Plaza. One? Is, is Good job, one? dickhead. It's the same building they shot uh, Airheads. No one cares. That's the same That's building they shot Airheads. Yeah, yeah. They did shoot Airheads. Nineties comedy to throw out to bring it all down. And take Thanks for finding out the info that Chris it. and I already told you was the info, <laughs> and we were pretty confident when we said it. But thank you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jonas. We I like I like your acquiescence. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? Gonna do? <laughs> yes. Thanks for looking up the fact that I did not work in Nakatomi Plaza. Because yeah. I know would know if I was in Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, because that one floor would have all of the uh, the plastic in it, and then the blood from where John's feet bled. Still to this uh, day, the Die Hard they didn't Museum. Change it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they just slept it. Well, you think that new movie's gonna? That can't be good, right? Uh, I, I like people that I know that loved the last one, like me, uh, said it's just fucking god awful. Now I don't, I don't, you know, however much stock you want to put into this, but it did get eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Still made it made twenty five million over that was the number one. I think it was the number one movie over the weekend. Still made twenty five million, but but who knows what's gonna happen? Well, it also came out. Uh, it had a long weekend. Yeah, because it came oh, out. Oh, it actually is out. It came out on Valentine's Day, and they ca- they usually count that. Because I remember during oh. the Super Bowl, they had like the Yippie Kaye halftime show or something. <laughs> like this is this is not cool. Yeah, because uh. the next word's a bad word. Yeah, These kids are gonna hear that. But, Yippie but, Kaye, Mother Russia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I rewatched Die Hard recently just because on TV. Holy shit, does that movie hold up? Yeah, it's a great movie. There's not that could have come out today. I mean, should have come out. It should have come out this weekend. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fuck, it's great. I think what we should do is um, do a a Look Who's Talking sequel, but from the first movie, because that kid would be grown up now. Mikey would be grown up. But I'd still like to see that he actually did become Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, and just sort of what happened. And it's, it's it's very unremarkable because he just talks really, like yeah. a person. Well, that's just look the kid. Who's talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis. Yeah, he's just like a guy who's talking. Expectedly, yeah. look who's talking. Like you, ex- like he's yeah. a guy. But how about this? He he does his mouth doesn't move. He does vo. Like look who's talking. <laughs> so he, he actually just turns out to be a mute. Yeah, he, it turned out to be a mute. Weirdly, he gets <laughs> he turned out to be a mute. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, why would he ever talk if he's got that? Yeah, exactly. that was way better than my joke, which was that he gets pregnant somehow, oh. and then you just hear. And I still think Kirstie Alley and John Travolta should be his parents. Yeah, they'll still be his parents somehow. That's just the kid, isn't it? Though, wasn't that that Bruce Willis movie where it's uh, the young version of himself shows up? Which one? Oh, yeah, that the movie, Disney the kid. Movie. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what they were thinking. That was their, they couldn't get the right, so that was the next best yeah. thing <laughs> they could try. Look who's talking. I love this Look Who's Talking sequel idea where just everyone's growing up, but the son is. Su- they don't explain why the son is older than the parents. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Or, or do they explain Well, why? you could tell by his voice in the womb. Like, he. Like, he there was clearly some yeah. type of progeria yeah. that was happening. Well, What's questions. crazy is that the sperm still had the same voice. Then when it hit the egg and became, that's that's weird. Technically, George Siegel was the father. Yeah, because that was the whole thing. He got Kirstie Alley pregnant, and then John Travolta was a crazy cab driver who like helped her out, and then they fell in love. 
So really, Clive Schinkel was his dad, right? Was he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, maybe. no, it was Abe Vigoda. It was Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. It was Abe Vigoda. I was going to say, I got to rewatch this film, but I know I'm not, there's no way. Don't I'm call it a do film. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there's, there's already been two. There was Lucas talking, Lucas talking 2. Lucas talking which, now. Uh, Lucas talking now. Lucas talking 2 had uh, uh, Roseanne Barr as the little, the sister. And then the pets was then Danny pets DeVito was... and Diane Keaton. Yes. And that was Lucas talking now. So this would be the fourth installment if we did it. Look who won't shut the fuck if, up. Yeah. If we, I like that. I like that. If we did it. Like it's up to us. Yeah. Like it's gonna happen. Look who's continuing. Well, obviously, to talk. we can get the rights and we can get the actors, but let's yeah. just let's make a decision. I'm gonna pitch here. this yeah. to Thomas Tull at Legendary. Yeah. Thomas, I think I've got a winner. <laughs> we're gonna get Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna produce yeah. the Look Who's Talking. Comedy Central. I'll be unavailable for season I think, two. Yeah. I think I'm working on Look Who's Talking. I'm working on Look Who's I, Talking. I honestly fu- think won't stop talking the fuck up. Like, oh. um. I honestly think that's what they should have done. They should not have made this Die Hard Five. They should have made it Look Who's Talking Five. This last one. Where he goes to oh Russia. yes, you're right. I was actually should thinking, have been a look who's they talking. should actually know. Sorry, because since it's like look who's talking to no, no. See, because it's like the look who's talking now should have been look who's talking to two. So T O O. So it was, it was the sequel to look who's talking to. Who's talking to also? Or yes, look who's yes, talking as well. Look who's yeah. talking to two, where Bruce Willis is the inner monologue of Bishop Desmond Tutu. I'd watch that. Yeah, it reminds me too of my buddy Craig and I. We decided back in the. Uh, the rougher days, we're like, we're going to make write a spec script that we know won't sell, but it'll just make everyone go cra- town crazy. So we wrote, we got 10 pages into Three Men and a Whore, <laughs> where the girl grows up and becomes a prostitute. Oh, I remember <laughs> you telling that. And like, it's just like, it's like a fucking porn. It was so, dis- <laughs> like, it was so. Because she had a very dysfunctional family. She had, dis- yeah. she had three dads. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's no, that, that's yeah. going to change a woman. And one of them was Gutenberg. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to mess you up, man. But, and so you know we did, he's probably the nicest guy in the world. No. We wa- re- we rewatched that to uh, for our brilliant script Both? idea. No, just the first one. Holy shit, is that bad? Really? Doesn't like, hold up. It uh, it's like the wor- Leonard Nimoy directed that. Did you know that? What? <laughs> Leonard Nimoy directed Three Men and a Baby. Did I know that? I don't know wow. if I knew that. That's a that's a fact. Did he also do the soundtrack? I don't know, but he should Pick have. Pick up your yeah. fellow man, lend him a helping. <laughs> is that on the notepad? I'm, pretty, I'm almost, I'm nearly positive I'm right about that. But that was, I think that's the worst film I've ever seen. No, really? there's way worse movies. I don't know. At the time, it was just like, I mean, I think it's something else. I don't know. It, it, it threw me. Because that was, I think it was like the highest grossing comedy at that time. It, the movie was enormous. That movie was huge. Yeah. But it, it looks like an after school special. It, it's, it's awful. Did that come out before Full House? Because Full House has a three dad situation as well. Probably it did. It probably, that probably is like the TV version. Three dad situation yeah. is my Crosby Stills and Nash I cover. Three dad situation. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just, uh, it's Crosby Stills and Nash and they're raising Neil Young. Oh, that's adorable. Yes, and why? <laughs> you find it yet, Kyle? Yeah, it's a bad, bad network situation here. So, what, what, what is, what is your, what is occupy, what's going to occupy your time once you turn in the, sh- like once you're done? Well, a lot of the pre, I mean, I'm getting really great response as far as you know doing talk show. I've never done talk show before, so you know, sit, the couch, which I, obviously you've done a lot, but I've never like sat down on a couch and talked to Jimmy Kimmel or Conan. I don't know. I'm t- doing that stuff in the. You know, interviews and all the 
to answer your question, I don't <laughs> fucking know. Like, it's promoting the show, really. But other than that... You I'm, have bits set up? No, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. Yeah. Well, I, my idea was to talk to, like, I think Norm is, like, the talk show guest. He's the best talk show guest ever. So I'm gonna, my, my goal was for him to train me, like, Rocky style. <laughs> but, I, but no one can really do this. what Norm you does, act, though. He's so specific. Like that, I think it would... Yeah, what you got to do on there is, uh, is uh, take on a joke book. Exactly. I, I know. There, it, it would come off so obviously that I was doing a Norm impression that I probably yeah. shouldn't do that. But, like, it is... Like your first, what was your first on the couch show? Um, daytime or nighttime? I think I did nighttime. nighttime. My first nighttime on the couch talk show. Oh fuck, I don't remember. It might have been. It might actually. I don't. I think it was maybe Fallon, like four years ago. Were you or three years ago? Whenever the first year that he. Did you freak out about it, or were you like? Uh, I mean, were you just like, right? like, my question is, where do you start? Could you tell your life story? Do you tell a funny anecdote? I mean, I don't even Well, know they'll do a pre-interview, and then you'll talk to their... It's funny. Well, I guess they didn't really so like, do a late-night talk show until well into my career. Maybe it was Ferguson or Fallon or something. But anyway, yeah, they'll, they'll pre-interview you, and you'll, you'll talk a lot, and then they'll... It's not scripted at all. I mean, at least the ones that I've done, they'll just... The producer will remind you, like, oh, you know, you could talk about this, or you could talk about this. I mean, it's all going to somewhat be relevant to the thing you're talking about. And then and there are then at a certain point you just get to if you're lucky enough then you get to be someone like Bill Burr who just goes on and is fucking hilarious. Yeah, bits. I saw that last Conan one was that, funny. That one was so incredible. Uh, yeah, I go downstairs to see the guy with the oboe, best oboe player. <laughs> was that the the one he was talking about uh Is it the president? Like how like how hard oh, it is yeah, to be yeah, the president yeah, 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 where it's like weird. you have to oh, do all this stuff. the moment that he yawns they're like, oh, yeah. he's a Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like when you're watching the best oboe player in the world, you yawn, everyone's like, he hates music. That's where I know I'm behind with comedy cuz I just I've just now seen that guy do stand up. Like obviously he's been around. Holy fuck, he's fun. Like, he's how one do of the I best. miss these people? Like, yeah, he's so I'm just incredible. not in that stand up. Bill scene. may be the Bill may be the best comic right now. Yeah, in my opinion. That's what I'm. Th- I mean, that's what that's. But that's how late I come to it, which is like, all right, they they say he's the best comic. Time to check him out. Yeah. Um, There's n- there are no lulls. There are no lulls. Well, with I watched him. Just that last stand-up special on Netflix. I was like, God, this guy's so fucking funny. And it was it was that. It was like, where's the filler? There's yeah. no filler. No filler. Yeah. And like, like he'll like he'll bring up a topic that you just don't agree with at all. And by the end of it, you're on his side. Kind of like, you know, when I watch those Louis specials, I'm just like, where's the part where he's going to kind of slow down and kind of yeah. take a break? No. At the end, after the show. Um, no, but back to, the, back, back, to, back to me, which is back to you. Like, were you nervous about those things? Oh, of course, yeah. Especially because, you know, it's... Well, you know from doing... Or you may Well, you don't do stand-up, but, you know, it, is, it always takes a couple minutes to sort of warm up. You know, like, I feel like you can sort of get lucky that you immediately connect with the crowd for whatever reason. But if they're not really that familiar with who you are, it, sometimes it they can take be. a minute or two to warm up. So just go in knowing that there will be a minute where you're kind of connecting with the audience and don't worry. Just have fun. Like, yeah, honestly, I, I, the most important thing you can do is have fun because no matter what happens, as long as you have fun, it's going to be fine. It, feel, it feels like it's something hard to make it really i mean you can be really bad but it's hard to make it really bad but also hard to do that bill burr level of like don't go in there trying to be the fucking funniest and also uh, understand the dynamics of the room in terms of 
you know, like the Conan studio is very large. So there's a lot of distance between you and the audience. And so, you know, you notice like when Bill does space work will help out. Yeah, exactly. So you notice like when Bill does Conan, his body is out toward the audience and he's lobbing shit over the cameras, over the sometimes when people are not facing like if they're not really talking to the audience there, which is which you can totally do because the audience at home will hear you. But just don't be thrown if the live audience doesn't react as much because you have to really aim far to hit like in a big studio in a tighter space. It's a little more intimate. You know, it's a little bit easier to connect because they're right there. But a studio audience can often be Kimmel's pretty wild, right? That I mean, I've been to tapings of Kimmel. Kimmel's, yeah. Kimmel can be great, but it can also it's you know like there's a lot of stuff right going on on right? the set. There's a band. There's yeah. Jimmy. There's a lot of lights. People just came in off Hollywood Boulevard. There's a lot of things that can distract them. But he's gotten really amazing at like focusing the crowd. By the way, wrote me the nicest letter, like right in the thick of post when I was like just a bet, just a bad day of just like a lot of shit going wrong. I get an email. Jimmy Kimmel, I don't even know if he wants me to repeat it. Just like, I fucking love your show. It's oh. so fucking funny. Like, this someone has no affiliation with the show. I don't know him personally. Just out of nowhere, telling me how much he loves the show and he just wants to help, you know, That's like really have you cool. on the show. Like, he's like, I think he might be the new Tom Hanks of uh, Entertainment. Town. Like, just, and he wrote Kent, the president, as well. Just like, I'm going to let you know I watched that Ben show. It's fucking hilarious, man. He's a good guy. Yeah. You can tell by, like, there's no reason for him to find my email and write me an email. He could have just stopped by my dressing room while I was at the show. You know, it's like, I want to tell this kid I like his show. Fucking nicest thing ever. Or, nice. or it's a hoax, and one of your friends is going to be like, did you ever get that email I sent you from Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ten years trying did to Did you totally that. believe that? <laughs> <laughs> that you're like, going to do the couch, and you're going to be like, thanks for having... I didn't write you a... Yeah, you're not even supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's you, Jennifer Anderson? You've never had a show. Yeah. I don't have a show. <laughs> you work at Current TV. Yeah, you're still here. That's you, why we're still here. You're a correspondent for Al Jazeera. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. Well, I hope that you... First of all, I hope your show does well, and I hope that if it does do well, that you can enjoy that success. Do you... Do you are, are you kind of a saboteur of good things? Do you... Well, I'm, I'm always... I'm not a saboteur. That's different. I've seen friends of mine... What I know what you're saying, which is literally sabotage their career. Like, do things to make their career go bad. I don't do that. I just have a little bit of trouble. It's fine. Greg Fitzsimmons just said the same thing, like, on his part. Like, is, can you just try to enjoy? It's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just, I, just my neuroses just goes crazy. But I do appreciate that. But I'm trying all I can to uh, enjoy it. I'm very aware that this is, like, a rare thing and not... To enjoy the moment. Yeah. It's not happening. I'm trying. Well, trying is all you can do sometimes. I can tell you, though, that what sometimes what I do is I, I will say to myself, I know that what's happening right now is amazing. There's a lot of pressure on me to make sure that I don't fuck it up or that I do what I'm supposed to do. And so I may not be enjoying it as much as I could be right now. But in high, in retrospect, I know that I will enjoy it and I will look back on it as an amazing... Like I, That's I sort a good of, way to I sort of defer the... Because when you're in the moment, it can be a little hard sometimes to, because you really do have to focus and like I fucking got to make this work. Totally, and like I, looking back, how much fun should Jonah and I have had at Current, 
knowing that we would later be able to employ ourselves doing stuff we like doing. Yeah. It would have been so much more fun if we just kind of enjoyed it at the time. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah. shitty gig. We got to take like two hour lunches while we just did nothing but yeah, hang out. Yeah, we got out. to stick around a lot, but yeah. you know, that's how we work, I suppose. That's the young punks in you. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to be... Trying to take cool. down Al Gore. Yeah, well, we got the best. I'm gonna work what now. He really did, yeah. Would he get 500 million for that? He fucking got so much money. Al Gore zero. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that. That's good. It's good wordplay. That's, that's why I yeah. laughed. It's his name on the place that he uh, sold it to. For <laughs> combine the two. For a lot of money. I just I just yeah. took those two. Those were separate words. They were separate words, but you know, loosely related because he. I mean, again, guys, I, I want to tell you right now that uh, three men and a baby. Is actually based off of a French novel. Yes, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Tro, tro, I don't know. Do you know French at all? Hold on. You guys knew that. I never knew that. That I Trois knew. Homme est un coiffin, which translate to translates to the story of Jonah. Oh, that's <laughs> something else I was oh. researching. Yeah, sorry. No, and was directed by Leonard Nimoy. Yes, he directs my life. Um, yeah, good, Leo. <laughs> Leo Murray. <laughs> What are you going to do today? Me? I'm going to go lock sound on... Because I'm a crazy control freak, so I have to be there at all sound mixes. Mm -hmm. So I go like, can you get the EQ up in the right... Like all this annoying stuff, and the dude's just like, shut the fuck up. And I go... I pretend like I know all the sound stuff. So we lock... I'm going to try to get three sound... Because sound's the last... The sound mix is the last part. So get those done, and then we'll all only have one episode left. So I have to get that done today. And then, uh, you know. Relax. Go relax. Hang out. Is it, is it, what it, just, is it the Ben Hoffman show? It's the Ben show. The Ben show. Well, actually, it's the Ben show with Ben Hoffman. (laughs) It's not a, it's not a uh, vanity thing. It's a, it was for legal reasons. Sure. But uh, yeah, I did not want my name twice in the title. It was just <laughs> supposed to be the. You can call it the Ben Show. Well, it's also it's, uh, the Jeselnik Offensive with Anthony Jeselnik is the official title for really? his show. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of thing. It's the same like the Daily Show. Yeah, like, no one says like, "Hey, did you watch the Daily Show with John Stewart?" Last yeah, time? just the Daily Show. But for legal, like every basically, like with bands, every show title is now taken it for some at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you just have to add little things. To, yeah, like legally, uh, the Beatles. Yeah. So it's on every Thursdays at ten on Comedy Central. They're starting a new Thursday. They don't even have shows on on Thursdays. But you're gonna do it for them. I'm gonna give them Thursday nights. Me at ten. Nathan Fielder at ten thirty. Brand new comedy. Well, but Friends is on. <laughs> must see TV, Chris. Yep. Yeah. This is the new must see TV. The new must see lineup. Yeah. Taking it from NBC. Can yeah. people find you on? Uh... Oh yeah, Twitter. The Ben Show. I don't know if I did this right, but I was like, I'm going to have my Twitter. I was like, if the show gets canceled, still the Ben Show is a good Twitter handle. Yeah. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it gets confusing, too, because it'll be like, watch. People, everyone's like, watch at the Ben Show Hoffman. with Ben Hoffman. Like, no, I'm the Twitter name is the Ben Show. Yeah. So it kind of fucked everything up. But you can go to Comedy Central, go to my. They have a Facebook page, and they have all that shit. A Tumblr. Like, does that seem excessive? Nah. That's about what they're doing now. It's a digital age, my friend. I guess so. I gotta take take a. It's a social media world, and we just populate it. Exactly. But just, I think I think it. people should tune in because Ben was the funniest guy working at Current TV, uh, which I know doesn't sound like it's saying I was much. Say I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck you, man. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like uh, at the time, just like see, you know, someone so funny that just like 
would just get told no. And it would always be like, what, what is happening? Like it, it made me think that I was wrong about comedy. Like being, being at that place, I was like, it was well, like, that should have helped you out. Yeah. Well, now this, this is, this is encouraged. We're both doing okay. We got exactly. out. Yeah. We're here. We're here. In a giant building. Doing an internet podcast. Exactly. Congratulations, you comedy monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's my, uh, <coughs> party girl. Yeah. Um, no, but thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. Yeah, and con- and congratulations. I mean, it is a fucking it is a feat to get a show picked up and get a show on the air. So honestly, I mean, I hope this doesn't sound schmaltzy, but no matter what happens, it's an incredible no, thing that crazy. you've done. Like, the last last week or two weeks ago, again, it still hadn't quite hit me because I'm just like, you know, the this line is needs to be moved because I'm watching a bit trebly. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Can you approve the images for the billboard here?" And I'm like. Uh, what was that again? <laughs> yeah, the billboard on Sunset Boulevard. You need to, you know, approve the images so we can put it up. It's like, I guess they're doing this. I guess it's airing, and wow. like they're gonna do the. And the good yeah. news is that no matter, I mean, again, no matter what happens with the show, it's you're in the machine as someone who has sold the show. You've written on shows, like it's. Well, that was the whole goal. You're with gonna, the, you're gonna be okay. The goal with the pilot was to make a crazy pilot, which will get me from writing on com on cable networks to writing on network shows. That was the goal of the pilot, was to get better writing gigs. And then they picked it up. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I got to go do podcasts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, now comes the billboard. This could get. This is going to be hard to get find a negative about. <laughs> now what do I do? I'll find a way. Next year, Ben Hoffman's hosting the Emmys. Yeah, exactly. But, but, I've, but it's not the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Emmys take you to lunch. Yeah. You walk the Emmys to their car. And they have to push you away. Those like, that's not what this deals. was about. Yeah. I didn't want to host the damn Emmys. And please give me back my sweats, Jenna. Oh, yeah, that girl. Ugh. Is she, what, did, you, did you say you do know the final answer on her? No, I have no idea. She's married. It's possible. Born I don't know a lot wife. of things about those days. A lot of them are just in this weird, drunken smear. Well, I have a question about that, too. I know we're, we're t- getting done here, but... So the last couple of years, I base I just don't like drinking. I just and I'm just like I don't want to do something I don't like. So I basically don't drink anymore. What the fuck am I supposed to do? What's left? Nothing. Starbucks. I get, but I'm saying like at night, like I can't go to bars. Video games. People. I get a girlfriend. Really, no, that maybe that maybe that would be the answer. Reading. I do read a lot. Education. Educate yourself on something. Find a topic. Find a thing you always wanted to learn, and just devote an hour a night to learning it. You within within a year, you could be an expert. Do you guys have Kindles? No. God, the Kindle's changed my life. I have an Andy, I have an Andy Kindle. <laughs> you have an Andy Kindle? <laughs> I have an Andy Kindle. This book is... Um. <laughs> <laughs> this, the third word got out of my mouth. I'm like, yeah. I shouldn't do this. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like you mean that. No, I thought it was, it was a good Andy Kindle impression. No. Will Kindler approve? I thought it was a spot on Andy Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best Kindler. Really good Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best Andy Kindle I've heard. Yeah. Andy Kindler is one of my favorite comedians. But yeah, no, I'm just, I, I don't know how, oh God, he's so funny. I don't know what to, I'm trying to find stuff to do. Learn something new. Because especially yeah. as a writer, you need to put. I've, been, I've noticed I have been reading a ton more. Like I'm, I'm a guy with a comedy show who's dead in the middle of an 800 page LBJ biography right now. So that is a, a new thing. Some brain By space the way, JFK there. is bugging LBJ right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is not. I'm not making this up. He, he's bugging him to death. He's like, you got to get your connections and help me out and set up a uh, set up 
some uh, fundraising dinners in Dallas because for the 64, like you, you fucker, you better set these up or uh, like, and I know where this is going because wow. I, I I know the full story. Like it's pretty crazy and LBG's like, yeah, I'll do it. Ooh, like it's kind of weird. I didn't know that part of it. Yeah. That like JFK was like pounding LBJ. Do it, just yeah. do it. Just go to Dallas. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no. So I'm it's sort of an LBJ. upstairs downstairs <laughs> White House edition. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know you could go on iTunes U on iTunes and download like full MIT courses. Like you literally. Did you start doing that? I I downloaded uh, I downloaded the complete first year physics program. Uh, but I've been so busy with work that I haven't even... Beca- mm. Because for me, it's sort of... I, I don't have a lot of extra time, and when I do have a little bit of extra time, I just kind of need to stare at something and zone out for an hour. Tits. That's kind of what I'm dealing with now, too, because I've been so swamped for the last six... I haven't had a minute to myself in six months, and now it's like, there's a chance I can have a lot of free time. But there's a ton of television to catch up on, too. Like oh. there's, a ton, there's a lot of stuff. Just fill your head with stuff. There's enough stuff in the world. The internet yeah, can TV you star, anything. you'll figure out something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe what you a, should uh, adopt a child or a puppy or... Eh, too much work. <laughs> All right, that's a fair answer. LBJ book. It's a fan. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy a burrito, everyone. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels a symphony of just three simple ingredients, popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.